0: Highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews so you can
1: feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to another edition of Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostness from Home Street Bank.
2: And I'm Reba Hass of REMAX Metro.
1: Where every week we're going to be talking about real estate and financing issues, mortgage issues, and generally just whatever else we feel like talking about. Yes, and we would, get that
2: a lot with, like, lutefisk and stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are Norwegians around here, so. <laughs> and this is a live call-in show. If you have questions, uh, you, can, you can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. And you can also tweet us at Team Reba or Eric is my banker. Eric with a C. Yeah, Eric with a C. That's yes. right. And today we have a, a special guest with us also, Brooks Powell of Powell Homes. And uh, Brooks is going to be talking with us today about ADUs, accessory dwelling units, and anything else he feels like talking about. Well, thanks for
3: having having me today. Absolutely. It's good to see you again. Good to see you again, both of you. And Well, we'll be talking about some DADUs also. There you go. Oh, D-A-B-U's. D-A-D-U-S. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. Ooh, it's okay.
2: a, a new acronym that All I apparently right. need to learn. I think
1: I know what the D stands for, but we'll um, leave everyone in suspense oh, for that. Just, okay. Just to I know what it is. Eric. I bet. <laughs> <I'm>. Okay. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> you guys have known each other a long yeah, time. Yeah, just a couple of to. years. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, okay. you know what? Let's just jump right in. Um, okay, I, uh, you want to do mortgage
2: rates later? Then I can. Well, let's. We'll get that out of the
1: way, huh? I'd like. Yeah, to know, I'd like to know okay. what they are. I, th- well. I,
2: I think we should do that. Let's get okay. a little bit of consistency. All
1: right. Yeah. Sounds good. So a couple things going on uh, this week so far. The rates are are tracking good again. Uh, we've been we've been stable. The rates um, have been uh, really kind of going in our favor. Thirty-year uh, fixed rate conforming rates right now are still averaging under four percent. We're averaging around three point eight seven five percent. Fifteen-year fixed rates are averaging under three and uh, Wait, loans, yeah, 3.25? a quarter percent. And FHA loans—what was that? Yeah, three point two five. Yes, That's crazy. for which ones? Fifteen-year fixed rates. Nice. And uh, FHA fixed rates are averaging three point five percent. Oh, still down, so, nice and low. Matter of fact, even um, you know, if, if there's first time homebuyers mm-hmm. out there, you can get a first time homebuyer kind of special financing mm-hmm. program right now, thirty year fixed rate at four uh, percent. So it's a really good time uh, to be to be looking. Yeah, and uh, so and then- far. Yes. I was going to
2: say, for if you're a first-time buyer and you want to learn more about it, come to our class soon.
1: Yes, up on February 6th, the February week from 6th. Saturday yes, in Seattle yes. and East Lake Avenue. Yeah, yes. we'll talk about that a little more yeah, later. Absolutely. But just
2: getting it in people's brains that's right, right now, February 6th, and 10 to 3.
1: That's right. And economically, you know what nobody's talking about right now? The uh, Fed. The Fed's oh. meeting tomorrow. <laughs> The Fed's going to be making an announcement. What do you
2: mean no one's talking about it? It's not on the news. Uh,
1: No, nobody cares right now. Really? Uh, The Federal Open Market Committee meets every six weeks. And and you remember six weeks ago, Mm -hmm. they increased interest rates a quarter of a percent, which had absolutely no effect on mortgage rates. It affected other loans, prime rate, anything, home Mm -hmm. equity lines of credit, things like that. Mortgages, actually, we went down. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're meeting again tomorrow. Uh, the expectation of the Fed increasing rates tomorrow is just about zero. you know they, it's just not not in the cards right now. so
2: okay we're, we'll all uh, take that hand. You
1: know, all the eyes are looking towards March when they meet again. so we'll see how that all, how that all goes. Okay. Uh, but right now rates are rates are fantastic and staying low, staying stable, knock on wood.
2: Yeah, so hey, I will ask you real quick. Someone called me the other day and told me because um, I know in our homebuyer class we'll be doing. There's some really cool Washington State sponsored down payment assistance programs. Yes, but I heard there's a federal one right now. Is that correct for like five percent down?
1: Well, there's there's a few out there. You might be referring to what's called NHF. That's the yeah. National Homebuyer Fund. Right, correct. Right, NHF is. Was this is,
2: person blowing smoke at my skirt?
1: Um, no, no, they might. No, that's legit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thanks, David. <laughs> Thanks for the commentary. And David the Summers,
1: our <laughs> producer, is whispering in our ear here. Uh, I don't know. I hope the- <laughs> that was actually
2: over the air. Otherwise, yeah. people think I'm completely nuts at yeah, this well, moment.
1: You're yeah. Probably you're just hearing voices in your head. Well, that uh, was a no, voice in my head. actually coming was from the stabbing. microphone. <laughs> So, yeah, National Homebuyer Fund is a, is a program where uh, you are given a grant, a non-repayable mm-hmm. grant. Yeah. And if you take out an FHA loan, uh, the grant is for 5% of your loan amount. Mm-hmm. If you take out a conventional loan, the grant is for 3% of your loan amount. Oh, they so, didn't tell
2: me that part. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's actually, uh, it's it's a zero-down program where basically that grant covers your down payment and some of the closing costs, and you don't have to pay it back. So You'll it's, it's a great program. you still have PMI. Yeah, you'll still have mortgage mm-hmm. insurance on right. that loan. But for those
2: folks who haven't been able to save up quite right, enough, but maybe their credit down. report is there That's right. mm-hmm. where they could qualify yep. from that perspective. I mean, that Absolutely. could be in some certain markets that, that might be a very doable thing, no, we, especially we, here where we're more expensive. Right. It takes a while to get that money saved up.
1: Absolutely. So that zero down maximum loan amount on that program is $417,000. So okay. it's, uh, it's available and it's out there and you can go get There's it. There's still a lot later. of
2: properties around. Here, people who are buying in North Seattle might be like, "There's right, something for a loan uh, that low," uh, but, but yeah. there really lots are. I mean, you get into there. South King County, South Seattle, and Absolutely. beyond. There's plenty, and there's Absolutely. lots up in Snohomish. If yeah. anybody
1: wants information, you can tweet me at Eric is my banker, and I can forward you more information on that. But yeah, it's a great program yeah, called cool. NHF National Home Buyers Fund.
2: Okay, all right, so, good. Yeah. Glad to know it wasn't Which smoke.
1: Has nothing to do with the government, but it's just the name NHF.
3: Okay, got it. <laughs> so, so it has all right, not, it has nothing to do with the government.
1: No, it's not a it's not a government uh, sponsored program. To oh, my, so why to didn't he knowledge. tell
3: me it was a federal program? National? Uh, not that I'm aware of.
1: Just because he it's, um, didn't national. read the yeah.
2: details. No, close this, enough. This, this comes. That's under, a little scary. It was another lender I was talking right. to. Well, it's see, also one I haven't worked with in an extremely long well, time because go. sometimes things like this come up. That's why I'm verifying it with you.
1: Right? No, no. <laughs> um, as, as lenders. Uh, banks have, uh, there was a law passed back in 1977 by Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. um, called the CRA community reinvestment act. Mm-hmm. And for a bank to keep their doors open, to expand open branches, uh, we have to prove that we're serving every part of our, our community. If we take deposits in a community, mm-hmm. we have to be serving that community. Okay. Well, that includes housing loans deposits uh you know we have to be doing outreach and trying to make mm-hmm. sure that we're we're serving you know the entire community so programs like this uh, zero down type programs are a way that a that a bank can maintain a, a, a high community res- uh, cra ratings community okay. community reinvestment act rating and uh, because if we don't then it will then restrict no our way ability to do, to do, a do CYA. business mm, it's uh it, there you go <laughs> That's right. That's right. So so that's we're, what
2: we were calling PMI for a while.
1: Yeah. Remember? We had that oh, on one yeah. of our shows. Oh, absolutely. PMI
2: is CYA for well, banks. Well, now
1: we have, uh, Brooks, we have our, our new uh, uh, thing called TRID, which oh, yeah. which is all Good loan times. disclosures. Yeah. Uh, TRID stands for the reason I drink, I, uh, near as we can Yeah, they tell. need to add an H yeah. on yeah. there heavily. Heavily, yeah. <laughs> that's <right. laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs>
2: So Brooks H is silent. Yeah, it's
1: a
3: very silent <laughs> H because you're drunk.
1: No. <laughs> That's right. So Brooks Powell of Pal Homes, tell us a little bit about your company.
3: Well, we've been in business for 107 years. So we 100%. just turned the turned the page into year 107. So we started up in the Ravenna area when my great grandfather moved out here uh, with sure. Great Northern Railroad. Wow. So he started doing development up in that area, and then we slowly. My moved. first house was in Ravenna. I right. lived right up there. So we were uh, – he bought a few blocks up in that area and developed those, and then as the city moved further south, he ended up moving south into West Seattle and mm-hmm. then into Burien, and then we just kind of continued down. We ended up down in uh, Burien in 1950s and then down in mm-hmm. Des Moines, mm-hmm. the waterfront sure. community yeah. in 1969. So we've been located there since then.
1: And pretty much an institution in Des Moines. I mean, you've you've sponsored so many different um, projects and nonprofit operations, and uh, you're involved. Are you still involved with um, with a lot of that in the Des Moines community? We
3: we not as much as we used to be, but we did. We sponsored there the city of Des Moines fireworks show for over 15 years, and did a lot with the uh, Rotary Club down there with their poverty bay wine festival right which is a um, fantastic yeah which is a great event nice so we're still we're still down there and we're still building all Mm -hmm. i would say 80 90 percent of our work is within the city of seattle Mm -hmm. Um, but we build a lot of those closer in neighborhoods it might be Mm -hmm. the city of tukwila seatac burien des moines um, up in the city of seattle you work our way up Until you get to about the city core, and then that's about as far north as we go. Sure. And Mm
1: -hmm. tell us, because you do more than just build new homes. So tell us a little bit more about your business.
3: Sure. We do do new homes for sale. We also do custom homes on people's lots where Mm -hmm. we'll build either our design or their design. And then we also do full renovations. And Mm -hmm. we can do something as simple as a bathroom to as complicated as a whole house remodel.
1: Sure. So, and, mm-hmm. and I've also seen your vans running around. You have like your care and repair also. Well, we do
3: a little bit of that. That you know turned out to be that was one of my brilliant ideas. That um, we had four care and repair vans, and we did some handyman work, and um, we still do a little bit of it. But it didn't turn out to be quite as you know viable oh, as it. I thought it was. But it was kind sure. of an interesting way to you know test that market. Sure. So, right. Yep. Sure.
2: So you've been also doing – because I'm, I'm on your email list. Right. Right? you Because know, mm-hmm. I've worked with you in the past, sold yeah. a few of your homes. And uh, you're doing a lot more open houses nowadays of some of your renovation projects plus the new construction. Uh, you just had one last weekend, did you We not? did
3: one just last weekend. And so what we – so what we do is we do a uh, an e-blast out to all of everyone on our email mm-hmm. list so they can be our realtors that mm-hmm. you know that show our product and then mm-hmm. also our clients and get people out to see new product.
2: Who would they, uh, if somebody listening wanted to get on that email list, where they would could, they email? They could just
3: email me at brooks at powell-homes.com or go on our website at powell renovations.com and just sign up for okay sure.
2: we do have some of your contact information already on the teamrebacom com slash blog okay, so we have that on for today's uh, showing last week's <laughs> show and then who we have on today so some of that's there so you can go to that website if you like get that information or brooks at powell-homes.com perfect so yeah some
3: great stuff did you guys have good traffic this weekend we had pretty good traffic it's always tricky during the football season so you're right. working well, your open No games around. this weekend. Yeah. Though. Well, I guess. It's no games this weekend. No, no games that end.
2: most of us cared about.
3: That's right. <laughs> yeah. that's right. So we'll go to a, we go to a Saturday, you know, okay. or something like that to work around the football schedule for sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
2: I need to get into that. I was hoping to go and I ended up showing houses all weekend. Yeah. I had two listing presentations on Saturday and then I had uh two buyers that I had out all day on Sunday. So well, I'm going to
3: give you your own special key, Reba, and you could <gasps> there be your Powell home You mean key the key and, box? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give you your own key. Uh, and you can just have it on your key ring.
1: Oh, yeah. that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Right There you that. go. Well, yeah. if
3: anybody, I mean, lots of
1: people have been to open houses. It's it's kind of fun to go to a renovation open house because mm-hmm. you're going to see the the before and the after, mm-hmm. and it, it yeah. really gives uh, people ideas and, and enthusiasm. Yes. Yeah. Join us. Stay with us. We'll have more with Brooks Powell of Pal Homes when we come back on Open House with Team Reba.
0: Now back to Open House with Team Reba. All right,
2: welcome back. I am Reba Hass with Team Reba Remax Metro Realty,
1: and I'm Eric Osnos with Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.
2: And we have with us Brooks Powell, Powell Homes. Powell Homes, yes. glad to be here. <laughs> all right, well, thanks again. So, just in case you're tuning in, because people tune in all the time, uh, we want to make sure everyone knows who's here. So, during the break, we started our own little conversation about. ADUs, so accessory dwelling units, right? Um, and they're kind of a hot topic, right? They're
3: They're very hot right now because there's been, um, with the mayor in the city of Seattle, Mm -hmm. making some changes, getting some suggestions about how to get more density into the city. um, They're part of that conversation. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we're finding that what we, in the last 50 years, have termed the mother-in-law apartment, Mm -hmm. the right. the yeah. suite, the uh, you know where, the, where your kids are going to live, nanny the nanny quarters. Yeah. Um, they've been very popular, and you know, typically they're they were built into a basement of a a two story home. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a what we called a split level or mid entry. Right. And it was right. pretty easy to put them into the basement there and have a separate entrance, mm-hmm. um, or they're in a daylight basement where you know the upper level enters on the main floor, and right. then you could come around the back. So. Th- Mm -hmm. They've been going on for for years and years and years, and you know the detached um, mother-in-law would be, or the nanny's quarters Mm -hmm. would be, or the artist's cottage would be out in the back. It would be a remodeled garage. Yeah, there were quite a few of
2: those built uh, in the last run-up in Kirkland. Mm -hmm. A lot of those million-dollar homes over there, west of Market. Uh, quite a few of them have the nanny quarters above the like a three car garage right. or something like that. So it's usually a fairly spacious apartment uh, that's part of it. But we we see them in all kinds of iterations. And obviously, in my work, when I go out and look at resale homes, I get to see some really poorly executed ones
3: too, along with some good ones. Well, oh, we've seen. I've we just did a renovation for a client that had uh, there was one uh, built up into the attic of a garage, and it had a ladder. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that was
1: that was your only access in. That was
3: your access a ladder. Wow! Yeah, so we added some stairs, and Interesting. You know, so yeah. Yeah. things evolve over time. And now the city sure. of Seattle is working toward um, you know, permitting more of those mm-hmm. accessory dwelling units—the ADU or the DADU, which is detached, detached accessory dwelling, which would be like your detached garage with right. quarters above.
2: Now they started part of that detached ADU project, didn't they? Start testing out in Southeast
3: Seattle. They did in Columbia yeah. City, and they've they did some. The the tests were – you could do them anywhere, but um, they did more focused on the southeast area. When mm-hmm. you get out of the city of Seattle, you get into the other jurisdictions, mm-hmm. and they all have their own right. individual yeah. rules. So people need to be aware that depending right. on what city you're in – there yes. are different rules because the rules are by absolutely. city code.
2: Absolutely. In fact, I just had a client on Mercer Island who asked me about this because they have a family member living in a condo nearby, but they're thinking about bringing her even closer. And so we started delving into what's the Mercer Island rules, and they do absolutely allow them. Um, there's a bunch of you know elements that they have to kind of meet to to determine whether or not it's okay. It looks like it based on their lot size and what they're trying to accomplish that they can actually do that. But we did definitely have to look. And my clients, they were like, where do I start? I'm like, on the Department of Planning website immediately with the city. However, if you're in unincorporated King County, people need to make sure that they're going to the King County website Correct.
3: That. Yeah, you go. You want to go to right. the the website that relates to your mm-hmm. city that you live in because that is going to yeah. govern. Well, yeah. Well, some people
2: don't always pay. They don't always pay attention. There's sure. a lot of folks who live down in Skyway who don't realize they're not in the city of Seattle. Right. They're in,
3: well, that's the, true. That or pocket. they
2: might have a Seattle address that's technically Burien. Well, plus, <laughs> and for existing
1: Correct. home stock, there's a lot of ADUs out there that were put in. Shall we say not necessarily by the rules mm, and yeah. uh, a while back there was a uh, i know the city of seattle had a adu amnesty basically they where you did. could, right, you could yeah. plead for mercy and and, mm-hmm. and get your adu approved uh brooks do you know is that something have you been involved in anything like that or, or making some legal that we haven't had to
3: because most everything that we had done was already done legally properly into the code and we hadn't we were in a couple of situations i guess we were asked to go back and Maybe retrofit some things mm-hmm. so they can, mm-hmm. you know, fall under that amnesty sure. program. Um, one of the big challenges is that the a permitted or, you know, an authorized ADU in the city of Seattle does come with some extra requirements. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to oh, provide yeah. an extra parking spot.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so the ones that are most of the ones that are there um, that are out there in the city are probably not, you know, permitted. They like mm-hmm. you said, Eric. They've right. been put in over the years. And, oh yeah. Um,
2: Oh, I can give you a perfect example of one. Very first place I rented in city of Seattle. Uh, I thought I was living in a duplex and apparently some owners had converted this single family home into a triplex.
3: Oh, and, nice.
2: And I came home from work one day, not knowing any different. You know, this was early on in my, you know, adult life in my early twenties and I came home and my roommate was there and we had a big hole in the kitchen where the oven used to be. <laughs> Because this someone had, because of all the extra parking going on, one neighbor, I guess it really torqued them off. I didn't know that because I wasn't, I didn't know them. And uh, they turned the owners in. So they came to the property and for the two units that were not permitted units. They we were decommissioned. They, they, we yeah. And so we had to live by a hot plate and convection microwave. <laughs> For quite some time, I don't know how long she lived there, but when I moved out, it was still like that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there, listeners out there right now, that are nodding their heads, like yeah, yep, yeah, they're, they're like, like yep, me and me they're done
2: that, or yeah. there's or there's a homeowner going,
3: oh Uh-oh. crap. <laughs> yeah. I better watch out. (laughs) I better park nicely on the street. I better be
2: nice to my neighbors. (laughs) Some of those
1: remodel projects that go on in the cloak of darkness.
2: Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Well, homeowners associations in some areas Mm -hmm. also. I mean, if you're on the east side or in some of these, like I live in Renton and I know our homeowners association is like you cannot take your single family home and turn it into you know, multifamily residents. So there's there's all kinds of things that people have to pay attention to, and I think often people just believe, well, it's my house, I can do what I want, and they find out that it's not always the case.
3: Right. You're we're governed right. by. I mean, we have property rights, and that's one of the great things about living in America that we do, we can own real property and we do have rights mm-hmm. with our property. Absolutely. But in the as we become a denser and denser and denser city and area. Mm-hmm. And we really are governed by more rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. So it's important with your house, when you're going to make a change, perhaps you want to add Mm -hmm. an accessory dwelling unit, um, that you go by the rules. And so you can, if you have the time, you can contact your city or county website and wade through um, the rules on that. Mm -hmm. You can hire um, a renovator, remodeler like us, and we can wade through the rules for you and then do the work. So there's a couple different avenues, depends if you're – handier and you want to do the things yourself or Mm -hmm. if your your main goal is gee i want to just get this uh extra unit ready to rent or i want to be able to move my mom in or you want to do it quickly question for you
2: the DADUs, you guys do most of your work kind of on the south end are you going to be if you're delving into this marketplace are you going to be looking on the north end at all
3: not north of uh, the city. Okay. So mostly south of the city. And mostly that just comes down to traffic. Right. Oh, yeah. Traffic's get, I cannot get my guys through the city to get to a client's mm-hmm. job site. So we keep it relatively yeah. close. I mean we do – on a referral basis, we do go north of the city for um, sure. a friend of a friend. We'll do that for sure. But right, yeah. D- I, was thinking, I have a
2: client who lives in north Seattle and we have been um, – Unfortunately, unsuccessfully able to purchase the property next to them. Uh, Many years ago, they looked at it and uh, kind of a crazy real estate agent bought it. And it's a real POS uh, house. And he did some weird changes to it. And then he just recently sold it. And we were hoping to help them purchase it because in their property, they don't have a place to put an ADU, but there also were no rules to do a detached ADU. Hmm. So I'm wondering if with these changes, they may no longer have to look at buying an adjoining property because we basically looked at properties flanking them and behind them because what they want to be able to do is build a house where they can have family members live and they can put in the gym that they can't put in their own house because it's too small and it can't be expanded or it doesn't seem to be easy to expand at this point. And, um, and also cause they're looking at long-term care. Sure. His parents had, had required long-term care. They lived in South Seattle and had a caregiver living with them and they were in a kind of a split level house and so they're they're thinking about all the great long term needs that they'll have and uh, so this might actually be wonderful news for them I'll have to Oh well, you know it is definitely it's great
3: mm-hmm. great news and there's been a lot of changes and mm-hmm. there's going to be more changes and the city's city of Seattle specifically is working to make uh, DADUs and ADUs more plausible mm-hmm. and of course you have your you'll have your pushback from the existing neighborhoods is, they, yeah. is, is they're having to accept more density. Sure. Yeah. So well, that's though, a there's,
2: there's already a lack of parking in most Absolutely. of those areas anyway, so it mm-hmm. makes it difficult. However, I will say a lot of the younger folks today, uh, this was a conversation I was just having with someone else, is that they they don't really want to be trapped by a car. In fact, I have more and more clients nowadays, either in a couple or singles, they don't have a car. And they really want to be closer to a lot of these you know, bus lines or future rail lines and streetcars and things like that. So, you know, maybe in some of these areas it will be less of an issue because there are a lot of younger folks and people moving here from other areas where they've never driven that that may not necessarily push yeah, that, that problem. And that
3: might work. And probably where we are is that that point where the idea of not having cars is is coming to fruition, mm-hmm. but we still have a lot of cars. Yeah, we so do. during yeah. that transition period as people – Free themselves of cars, we mm-hmm. still have a parking challenge.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So, um uh, excuse me, Brooks. Oh, gosh, who's that fellow over <laughs> there? <While I'm laughs> right there? Eric Wait, gets emotional when. Yeah, hot, he's, he's, he's gonna all cry. choked no, up. Yeah, he's all choked up about, about DAdu's. So, oh, give us a vision of what your you're working on some projects right now. Give us a vision of what that looks like. Are you talking more about a detached one, like on an alley?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's t- the one that we really like is there's a couple different versions of a detached accessory dwelling unit that really is over a garage, over a two-car mm-hmm. garage. That's probably your most efficient economical model. Mm-hmm. And then they do, we do have the ones that are smaller that are just a single level, maybe with a loft. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are less efficient um, from a cost standpoint because you're, you're not getting the double hit from a garage plus, right. um, Got it. You know, yep. plus the living quarters over it. So our vision really would be probably the first one is – A two-car garage with, you know, a 400-square-foot, maybe it's a studio apartment Mm -hmm. above it. I think that's going to be our, uh, you know, the best seller.
2: Well, for me, that sounds like such a sweet spot, too, because even just the discussion of the parking issues, there's a lot of housing around here where even some of the garages that might already be standing don't actually fit today's vehicles. Correct. They're just junker Things that sit there, storage. glorified storage, yeah. if even that, because half the time they're falling down <laughs> or <Right. laughs> leaking or crummy and, you know, people don't really function with them. So I actually see that as a potentially great benefit and future resale value, uh, you know, benefit for a homeowner if this is something that they consider. Well, this because they can get, can get their cars off the road right? and right. then if they do have a tenant, then maybe there's availability for them.
1: Crime goes down too. Because you now mm-hmm. you have um, people living on an alley mm-hmm. and people yeah. monitoring that, that alleyway.
2: Yeah, well, when I used to live on 74th Street, I had a uh, alleyway garage that my car got broken into. I would have loved to have had more eyes on that.
1: Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostness with Home Street Bank.
2: And I'm Reba Haas with Team Reba, REMAX Metro.
1: And this is a live call-in show. If you have questions for us or our guest, Brooks Powell of Powell Homes, you can reach us at 866-712-1300.
2: Yeah, you might be wanting to, I'm going to start calling them daddos. <laughs> they do call them daddos. You put a daddu in your backyard. Them.
1: Yep. So we're talking about accessory dwelling <laughs> units. Um, you know, uh, they can be either be attached homes or detached homes, you know, on your single-family lot. And uh, I, I remember, you know, growing up as a little kid, um, my grandma lived in one behind our house. And I, I still remember some of my fondest memories because I get sent back, back there, you know, to take my nap, you know, during the day. Boy, I wish I
3: could do that now. but. That was such a <laughs> You want to go take well, a nap right now, model. don't you? <laughs> Eric, I, I could, Eric, I could build your your own right now, and you could go take your own naps. There you, know, you that's go. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: you a well, little steep we, for that. Now we're in the whole yeah. role
3: reversal thing. I'm
1: thinking right. more like my dad now. You know, it would be yep. pretty pretty cool to say, Dad, nap yep. time. Nap yep. time. Yep. Yep. Head on back. Yes, Head I think back. there's
2: quite a few people who would probably maybe want to do that with a family member. You, out back, go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Go to your room. <laughs> That's right. So Brooks, tell us what what's your best guess, you know, the uh, you know, building something like this and in, in my my view is really going to help with the value of the home? Yeah, uh, I think
3: it I think it really does cuz if you think about what it adds to a house. Um so let's say you have a 3 bedroom, 2 bath home with a 2 car garage. Mm-hmm. And you um build in the backyard and and maybe you're, you're on an alley that hasn't really been utilized. Maybe right. the alley's mm-hmm. there, it's open, but there's not a lot of garages on it. You built a two-car garage with a mother-in-law apartment and an accessory dwelling unit on top. Now you have a four-bedroom, mm-hmm. three or four bath home That's with right. a four-car garage, and it'll it's appraise
2: tremendous value. Got some tremendous
3: value. Got got some tremendous value um, and so, what we're going to need to see is we're going to need to see appraisers recognizing that mm-hmm. change. Right. Um, yeah. So there might be a little lag time as we see that happen. Um, we well, and
1: I can tell you, appraisers, um, the different appraisers are going to look at it differently. If they go right by the book, uh, they don't actually call it a four-bedroom home. At that mm-hmm. point, they'll call it a three-bedroom home with an accessory, mm-hmm. right? Right, unit. which is that, which is and, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, and and sometimes that can actually give you a little bit more value, even than if you're comparing it to a four-bedroom home. It's not the, quite the same thing if if you're comparing apples well, to apples yeah but, but the thing uh, i've also not,
2: seen with certain appraisers is if you have enough square footage in the the front home mm-hmm. they don't care how many bedrooms it is Correct. anyway mm-hmm. it, you know there's a lot of folks i talk to and they're like well what's the value of an extra bedroom you know between three and four and it's like to an appraiser there really is none they right. really look a lot at square foot once you get above 2,000 square feet they start not caring about the number right. of bedrooms but i will say if you're building one of these with garage space underneath it holy smokes right. the garage space around here is at least you know fifty thousand just for each you know space yep. and and it's it should, make it a should big
3: difference. be it should be worth that because it's expensive to build people expect that garages are inexpensive and in, in the city of Seattle we're building in one of the most expensive construction markets in the United States
2: yeah oh I yeah mean, we're, right we're right up here. there
3: oh yeah we're <laughs> right up there you know New York mm-hmm. San francisco and and we'll have folks move here from Texas, one of oh, the yeah, least expensive places to build. Big and, eyes. And right. all of a sudden, the they're like, well, gee, I had a 4,000-square-foot home in, in Dallas, yeah. and I paid 200000 for it. Right. We well. And could... lived in Dallas. And Well, there Sorry, you go. Sorry, my sister. Yes. <laughs>
2: my sister's in Hearst. I'm yeah. just teasing her. Because yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> we know she's listening. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can – hey, dude, this show streams online. <laughs> there you go. So she right. could be. She, she could, could be. be. Yeah.
3: We'll make that <laughs> assumption. Yeah. So I think that the the challenge we we face is that you know, permitting for something like this is um, not too difficult, but it takes time. A typical mm-hmm. per building permit in the city of Seattle is anywhere from six to nine months. And um, then, then financing, how do you pay for it? Well, you can sure. pay for it out of pocket. If you have some mm-hmm. cash, you could use a home equity line of credit. Sure, of course. Um, or you could do a full construction loan and right. you could refinance your house mm-hmm. and then get proceeds for um, Absolutely. constructing the mm-hmm. adu so there's two or three different ways to do it right um and then you're going to have that additional income if you rent it out That's so right. there's different things you can do you can rent it out you could have a family member live there
2: i have a question can someone use a reverse mortgage for it
1: i wouldn't see why not yeah okay. that would that just would just out meet, of curiosity because um, for anyone sure. who
2: might be on the older side of things mm-hmm. that could qualify sure. for that yeah but might need long-term health care down the road but doesn't want to go into a nursing Absolutely. facility and i wonder if that would yep. maybe if, provide maybe for a, care
3: yeah use a reverse mortgage and then they either have a caregiver stay mm-hmm. they use the cash to build Absolutely. it and then have a, yeah you know, and they have a caregiver yep. live on site in yeah fact, that might um, be a
2: possibility because we're going to bring somebody on about yeah, in, reverse in, a, in a few mortgages. weeks
1: we'll be uh, bringing an expert on re- okay. in reverse mortgage onto the show and uh, a reverse mortgage could absolutely see how be used I tied that, that all
2: in. Wow, I was really good! You're good. <laughs> <It's> amazing,
3: <laughs> very incredible, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. All right, stop the, the smoke blowing. Yeah. All right, yeah. all
2: right. Okay, back to daddies. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked. So the financing; those are kind of our main things. Mm-hmm. And we were talking on the break. Want to make sure the other point. So okay, we've got six to nine months for permitting. Yep. Having your financing in place and then what else?
3: Well, I mean that's really the two big elements because if okay. they're how
2: long do they take to build typically?
3: They take about three months to build. So okay. they're that's pretty fast. They're yeah. pretty fast. I mean but they have all the elements of a of a regular house. They're just a little bit smaller. So right. each task takes less time. Right. Tiny but, house movement. Yeah, it's like a tiny house, but it's and it can be built um either with a fixed poured foundation or it can be built post and pier, which is an easier way and less invasive way to build. So there's several different ways they can do it.
2: Ooh, I just had a question in my, come up in my head when you were talking about some of that Um, from a drainage perspective. You know, you're adding more roof line,
3: adding more what we call impervious yeah. area. Yeah.
2: So, what what are the rules around that?
3: So there's pretty detailed rules, and they again, just like anything where we add density, so mm-hmm. you're increasing the amount of area where water will not soak into the earth. Right. So you're increasing what we call impervious area. Mm-hmm. So um, either that's going to be dealt with on site, which mm-hmm. is usually how the city requires it. So you'll have a little rain garden mm-hmm. or an infiltration pond or something like that where the water will go in and, and filter out um, sometimes they'll have us connect to the storm system but that's all part mm-hmm. of the permitting process
2: okay are there also uh, recommendations around say not just the landscaping because i know what you need, mean by the rain gardens but um like if there's sidewalks perhaps maybe put in the pervious no, concrete that, or the, that,
3: the, the i guess sidewalks from the standpoint but they're not going to require any sort of city right-of-way improvements with the city sidewalk, but... Oh, no, that's you, not what I you mean. Do, like, yeah.
2: Let's say you have a sidewalk from the detached unit to the main house. And
3: most likely what you're going to have is you'll most likely have stepping stones or yeah. something... something that still allows, allows for drainage. The, hmm. For drainage, because there's already so much impervious area mm-hmm. in Seattle. Yeah, because there also, is pervious concrete. Yeah, a friend of mine's concrete. an engineer, was mm-hmm. the
2: first one to use it up in Snohomish County on major projects, and it was super cool you know back, I don't know 15 20 years ago and and I see a lot more of it today or even like the townhomes where they're building density in Ballard and they're using these little paver stones with gravel in between mm-hmm. for the parking pads. Right. Things like that. They
3: have things called there's there's actually pervious asphalt now. Mm-hmm. So, so there's pervious, some pretty
1: cool YouTube things out there that right? kind so there's of pervious pervious illustrating. pervious concrete, it. Mm-hmm. pervious
3: asphalt, um, there are pervious um, paving stones mm-hmm. and there's um uh, grass Crete, which is a thing which oh, are, cool. which is yeah it's very cool it's a, it's a open cell and um, they fill it with grass and so it looks like grass when you look at it but you can drive a fire truck over it so we use it for I a lot have of fire seen lanes that. yeah you, so when you okay. see those okay i was curious about those gray um, that. Yeah, yeah. kind of octagonal right. right, on the ground and they're grass grasscrete it's called grasscrete i wow. did not know that so that way you can drive a fire <laughs> truck but at least you get you get more and it's more pervious still got to mow it though yeah Still got to mow it, yeah. but um, I don't think you need a fire truck at your house, so you no, don't have I'm to good. worry about it's it. It's a little like bit that. like your hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I have to mow it occasionally, <laughs> just not yeah. as much. He's yeah. still got a 1985 fly mow that he uses for buzzing <laughs> that off. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but hey, it's hard to Hey, don't be dissing my fly mow. <laughs> I mean, not everyone has one, but, you know, when I saw him trying to cut his hedge one time, I said, it's either for your hair or the hedge. My brother, yeah.
1: my brother has the green John Deere sport jacket. And a green John Deere hat. And he'll actually in Kirkland go out every now and then to annoy his neighbors. And he puts the jacket on and mows his lawn with his green John Deere mower. Nice. He's like a John Deere poster child. And I, I can only just shake Your family my family is very special. Yeah. He's yeah. special in many, many ways. Yeah. High Lance. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Oh, my nice. gosh. <laughs> nice. Oh, scary.
2: Okay. So, back to daddies. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, so how uh, 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 now? You've you've built some of these already, and I've seen some of the mm-hmm. ones that you've built in the past. And um, give our our listeners kind of a vision of of like floor plan or what they can look like. I mean, well,
3: there's a couple different ways. If you do ones that are attached, those are really um, ones we've done where when we've done a fully new design where you have a single car garage. So maybe the house looks like a, a nice. Um, Elevation looks nice from the street. Has a three-car garage. Mm-hmm. Looks nice, but one of those garages is actually dedicated to an accessory dwelling unit, mm-hmm. and it has a door around the side. And they have—they might have a two-bedroom, mm-hmm. two-bath. Um, there's certain rules about how large it can get. You know, it can't be larger than the existing house or the main—the main, right, the yeah. main living area. Sure, sure. And one of the—I guess—one of the things we should touch on is that one of the requirements is that the owner has to live on site. Right. Oh, it, has true. So other, it has to be owner occupied. So, it has to be owner occupied. So you can't you can't create a duplex out of it. So that's Got one of the important things is that you have can you ever move out? You can move out whenever you want, but then no, then it okay. cannot be an accessory dwelling unit. It goes back, you would have one family in it.
2: Oh, interesting. So it's for life
3: when you mm-hmm. when you it's deeded with okay. your with your lot and okay. so you get that permit. But if
2: you're someone purchasing it, you can be like, oh, but I got the place out back and then you could still use it the same way again. Sure. Or okay. you could
3: just use it for your yeah. whole family. Yes, right. what, what they really are concerned about is they don't want them to become a duplex. Right. Sure. And they have a got huge it. neighborhood that becomes all mm-hmm. – i guess you know yeah for rent housing yeah right yeah, higher density rental higher density Got rental. It. so
1: so brooks with with your um with your company i i know you you still have different levels of construction you have like gold
3: and silver and uh,
1: how do you, ha, how, talk a little bit about how you can outfit something like that
3: well you can do all different kinds of things and if you're going to be using them for a rental where you might have um folks in there whether it's going to get a little bit more use you might go with finishes that are a little bit more durable Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe you're going to have your your mom live there and she really likes really nice nice finishes then you Mm -hmm. might do them that Mm -hmm. way so it's really a question of what the purpose is when you start out and you can custom tailor uh, that 80 oh absolutely you can you can custom tailor it to whatever the client wants sure for sure
1: excellent Mm -hmm. all right when we come back, a little bit more with Brooks Powell of Powell Homes talking about ADUs and DADUs. And give us a call if you have questions. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome
2: back. I am Reba Hass with Team Reba of Remax Metro.
1: I'm Eric Asanas with Home Street Bank.
3: And we have with us
1: Brooks Powell, Powell Custom Homes and Renovations. Thank you. Brooks, if anybody has questions for you, it's the best way to reach you?
3: best way to reach me is at Brooks, B-R-O-O-K-S, at Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L, hyphen, homes, H-O-M-E-S, dot com. All right. Or they can go to our website, PowellRenovations.com.
1: All right. Perfect. Excellent. Easy. Easy to do.
2: I'll put some of that out in our social media as well. I'm sitting here doing a little bit of Facebooking and tweeting. And right. Instagram
1: Anything that photos. we talk about on the show, uh, you can you can. There's no us. privacy. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's all That's all there, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Throne you can also uh, t- tweet us at Team Reba or Eric is my banker. And you can mm-hmm. also go on to the TeamReba.com website where mm-hmm. all of our shows are podcasted. Well, on the blog. Well, on the blog. Yeah. Yeah. If you just just
2: Google Team Reba blog, you'll find it. TeamReba.com slash blog. There you go. Soon that will be updated to something. We're going to combine my website and the blog. But uh, I'm about to fire the web designer that we were working with. So, hey, anyone out there who is a phenomenal web designer, (laughs) I've got a job open (laughs) because that guy is canned. And if if you, by the way, are listening, Sean – Guess oh boy. what? Surprise!
3: <laughs> oh
2: boy. It's spoiler coming. Yeah, spoiler alert. Here. If you yeah. didn't already know how ticked off I was about that's the right. seven months it's been taken for Just, this project. Okay, that's fine. Just don't it's talk about the Star public. Wars movie, yeah. okay? Yeah, don't let's not spoil <laughs> we that. We talked one.
3: about we weren't going to talk about that. No, that's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> all right. So anyway, yeah. but yes, all we right. can find all the good contact information for Brooks and his company on all of our social
1: media. Yes. So Brooks, what else should our listeners be thinking well, about?
3: I, I think that when we're talking about if we're doing. Um, Doing an ADU or a DADU is that it really does improve parking because one of the things is if you do a garage with an accessory dwelling unit above it, then you're going to add a couple parking spots, sure. mm-hmm. which is great, which is great for the neighborhood. Off-street parking Off-street parking. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's the right. key term. And even if you're doing a one that's a, within the structure, you're going to – one of the requirements is we create off-street parking. So that's a neat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also – when they're permitted, we improve the um, – the storm drainage, so that can improve drainage for the neighborhood, okay. which is important. Mm-hmm. We talked about safety, that just getting your cars off the street, getting them into a garage situation or getting them parked on your property can mm-hmm. improve the safety for your vehicle as far sure. as, you know, break-ins and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then also if you're – if it's a situation at some point, you may rent it out. It's going to improve your cash flow. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, like absolutely. That, I mean, what do you guys think? You know, like that could rent for – Thousand, fifteen hundred a month. Well, it's going to
2: depend on how large it is, obviously, yeah. and the amenities. But you know, we see anything, I mean, you can't find anything for less than a thousand bucks in the right. city. No, and that's what my point no. is. That no. you you can, know. And this that's would right. be
3: a brand new space with mm-hmm. brand new finishes. Yeah, and so there's some junky
2: places. I'll tell right. you what, my husband does the uh, Seattle rental uh, inspections that are required now for property owners, and uh, he's seen some real dives. Sure. And, you know, so I think having something that's brand new in good condition, you know, 1500 bucks, especially if it's around, you know, a nice one bedroom or a right. two, you know, maybe a smaller two bedroom or something like that would be a very realistic number, if not higher. Cause I mean, what I was seeing with some of the clients that were moving here from, from California, I had a girl from uh, the San Diego area. We were looking downtown in Belltown at some of the new high rise apartments and they were charging twenty three hundred bucks for about seven hundred ninety square feet. Yeah. Now, sure. granted, they had a bunch of amenities, just like some of the condo buildings. But you know, you got it. it, it she just she didn't want to go for that, so she wanted to go with a, a more neighborhood like community. And so, for people who don't want to live down in Belltown, you know. This is a great, great kind of option because there's a lot of folks who want to be in these nice, walkable neighborhoods. And she was a single female, right? Right. They're not always going to feel safe walking around down at Third and Pike. But if you're in, say, the Ballard neighborhood or West West Seattle, Seattle. you know, any of those kinds of places, Mm -hmm. they're so popular right now. I mean, look at how much development is going on in the Junction and Admiral District of West Seattle. It's crazy right now. And it's so expensive to get in there. So if you're trying to live in one of these neighborhoods and have a reasonable – you know, place to rent. In fact, you know, that's the other thing is that what we're not talking about is how this really helps our economy from a business standpoint, because there's a bunch of people who can't afford to live in the city, but their jobs are here.
3: Right. And that's I mean, one of the biggest uh, challenges we have is how do you, um, you know, the way to bring down the cost of housing Mm -hmm. is to increase supply. Right. So the more housing that we can provide – and mm-hmm. there's going to be a big debate about what that housing looks like. Is it mm-hmm. high-rise? You know, right. But it, by increasing supply, price will come down. It's a mm-hmm. simple economics. So the more we right. can do to increase the supply of housing for the people moving to this area, mm-hmm. the more affordable – housing becomes.
2: Yeah. And and definitely the housing has been rising tremendously because we've been experiencing 5 to 12% appreciation in some some areas a little bit more than that that have high high demand. So to have these other options for the rental market where people can come in and have a nice place. Usually they're nice neighborhoods, very walkable kinds of neighborhoods with lots of amenities nearby. And you know, frankly, baby boomers and millennials, that's really what they're looking for. They want to be able to not have to drive all over the place. They want these nice walkable neighborhoods. West Seattle, North Seattle, South Seattle all have those types of locations available. Suburbs are kind of passe, right? So people want to be closer. In. And I, I, I'm a big fan because as, as someone who's traveled around the world a bit, it's so much more dense other places. People here get a little, you know, like someone from Texas is like, Whoa, I'm used to my space, but you just don't get that other places.
1: Well, we're, that's right. We've got the, the best of of both worlds really in this area. but this is something also that, uh, you know, listeners, if I don't know how many times Reba, you and I have have seen it where uh, one of our, our clients finds the perfect neighborhood, the perfect Mm -hmm. street, the house looks great. But it's just not quite right. It's it's a little bit too small. It's missing this. It's missing mm-hmm. that, and uh, or they want their parents to come live live with them. I have
2: more and more people who want mm-hmm. family members to come. Absolutely,
1: and and so so this is an area where where you can team up with someone like Brooks Powell, you know, Powell mm-hmm. Holmes, and say, well, I love this house. I love this street, but we need this accessory dwelling unit. We need something that's mm-hmm. going to be able to, to to work better for our family. So it, it just expands your options because mm-hmm. you might, uh, you know, if you're looking around forever for, you know, the whole package, it might you not might be, be out there. You might be a long time That's or right. you're going
2: further out. Let me ask you something. What is the typical uh, mortgage right now on, uh, let's say, a $600,000 property?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, we Like can, what's the payment on, on something like oh, that? Oh, on 600000 Yeah. Well, probably about… 33200 $3, 3500.
2: Okay, so if somebody can get 1500 on mm-hmm. on a rental right, exactly. in the back.
1: Now you've you've cut your your payment in yeah. almost in half. Right. right. Yeah. That's, that's a sweet deal. Right. Yeah, it is. It is.
2: That helps you save more for retirement.
1: <laughs> right. Now, um, there there are <laughs> absolutely. Um, the uh, the the underwriting lending rules um, are are not cut up with us yet. No. So we're not able to They're always to lagging. add that rent to a person's qualifying income. So you still have to qualify for the whole payment. <laughs> right, right. Well, you still have to qualify but, Wait, do you for have it? to claim
2: yeah. that income, though? Yeah,
1: if you if you receive okay. rent income, sure. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, I'm just checking because if, if you
2: can't claim it from the lending standpoint, I'm sure the IRS. No, there would...
1: are some definite tax benefits. So because okay. you can claim the income, but you can also depreciate that property. That's true. Which is going right. to help offset a good a good portion of that. Okay. Of that income, if some are, or possibly even all of it.
2: There's all kinds of wonderful things someone oh, needs to be talking to their CPA absolutely. about. And maybe consider this yeah.
1: option. That's that's right. That's right. No, it's really a win-win. You know, if you've got the means to uh, to um, you know, to pay or or finance a, a project like that, you're only going to improve, mm-hmm. you know, the, the property that you have. So,
3: Bricks, anything else to add? No, I think it's just a good thing to think about. And when you're looking at a property, if it doesn't, you know, work exactly, then maybe this is an option to think about. For Absolutely. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we'd sure so, l- like to thank you. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We had another
2: question. Well, there? No, I was just going to say, I mean, if someone paid $100,000 for something like this and they got 1500 bucks out of that, that's mm-hmm. only about five and a half years of payoff.
3: Right. It'll be a little bit longer because it's not going to cost $100,000. <laughs> okay. So it's just a little in, bit more. All right. Well, what I'm what saying typical, if that um, was What a ballpark of cost per square foot. Well, you know, it's always hard to do cost per square foot. You never buy a car by the pound, do you? Sure. So True. Um, <laughs> Unless it's a junker. <laughs> unless it's a junker and then you might just scrap it. So it goes back to, you know, budget what's your biggest what's your budget what's your finishes and what's your size sure um, but you could you know you might spend 200 grand on a nice dadu okay. really nice I mean, okay. a really nice one with a two-car yeah. garage but i don't think sure. you're going to lose money on it though well, you're not going to lose money no nope. but you you need to be able to figure out how to finance it sure and pay mm-hmm. for it up front for sure okay got it okay I well like it. thank you so much for joining thanks us thanks
1: of pal homes great yeah. to you be can here. Reach brooks at PowerRenovations.com. And join us next week for Open House with Team Reba. We're here every Tuesday at three o'clock till four. Till four, and join us Saturday at the Boat Show, ten That's o'clock.
2: Right, ten o'clock to eleven. Come see us.
1: All right. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Metro East Side. On Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at three for more open house with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL.
1: Our house, in the middle of a our
0: our house. Program sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.